It is a Friday edition. We made it to Friday, Friday, Friday. The Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson. This is the day in our world where we're, you know, from, from Brad's point and my point, you know, Brad's day starts early, got all day stuff, work to do, boom, then he takes a breath, and then bing, he's out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> You're over in Central Castle. I realized it was 1130 and I had much to eat today. Right. So. Right. And then I've had a Pop-Tart and a Reese's, you I know. chocolate milk and a muffin. Oh, this is why, and I, and I, and I, I know that I'm not telling stories out of school. If you see any media member, broadcaster, radio, tell this is why we're so physically fit. That's why we are the picture of health. <laughs> the picture of health. Whatever <laughs> diet is that we have, I know you're jealous and not you want a, the same Not diet. a Van Gogh. <laughs> it is a Friday, a uh, busy show today. T. Dunn will be joining us coming up in the second half hour. Puck drops tomorrow night. For uh, UND in, in, a, in a little exhibition, preseason stuff that's going. I'm Manitoba. Big weekend. Homecoming's Fandango. Homecoming. Wherever you are, uh, it's probably homecoming. <laughs> Let's just. I think, Brad, isn't that safe to say? Wherever you are this weekend, it, it might be a homecoming football game. Uh, I would say this week or next week. Yeah, this is big homecoming stuff. Concordia's is next week. Yeah. The high schools, I think, just because a lot of my friends mm-hmm. I have posted on Facebook where their their children or their kids are, are like involved in a homecoming. So I think homecoming is obviously an October thing. Yeah, Shanley, I know did theirs like really early. They were there's like a, early September. Um, I think Central Cass's is not tonight. It's next week's. Uh, I think Northern Cass's is next week because as I have friends or I guess I follow the schools pages and. It seems to be a few next week, but you got NDSU, um, UND, Science. They all have theirs this week. Kings and Queens. Kings and Queens being great. By the way, Everywhere. Brad, I, I, right before we hit the, the montage was going on there, as we do every Friday, you get Chris Hockey, North Country is our bed. Uh, and you heard from Rocco there, and we'll we'll hear from Corey Provis will join us coming up here in a minute, uh, the voice of the Twins. I just, and I, and I turned to Brad, because Fridays I'd like to throw out a question on the show. That uh, that maybe you can put in your back pocket and, and and water cooler converse throughout the day, or maybe you're at a you're at a you're at a mental bleacher tomorrow watching a football game, going, "You're Jack and Brad yesterday asked this," and I've got a question about. It. I just thought of it because I told Brad I said I need a question today, and something just popped into my mind, and I'm going to throw it out, and and I and, and forgive me because I, I don't know if 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 you can select one, and I'll explain in a second. Corey Provost coming up uh, shortly. The Twins finished up their regular season home schedule. Can't argue. 11, 11 games above five hundred at home. Problem was injuries in the road. We'll talk with uh, Corey about that. I mentioned Travis Dunn in the second half hour. It's an interesting day, September 30th. If you look back at history, in this day, 1927, George uh, Herman, Babe Ruth, hit his 60th on this date. Then, of course, we waited 34 years, and Roger hit his 61st. Then we waited 61 years for Aaron Judge to hit his 61st, and Judge is in action tonight against Baltimore. I got Baltimore. This day, 1972, Roberto Clemente hit his, had his 3,000th hit, and it would be, of course, his last. He was killed in Venezuela on a, on a, on a mission, you know, bringing food and goods over. You know, it's just one of those... The tragic stories mm-hmm. uh, in, in yeah. baseball, but Roberto Clemente on this date hit his 3,000th hit. He would not, it would be his last, as I mentioned. Uh, the World Series on this date, 1947, September 30th, man. 
They had the World Series in September? September 30th. Yes, the World Series. <laughs> not in my lifetime. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, now it's like, that's where Mr. November came into play, you know, with Derek Jeter. Uh, the World Series was televised for the first time. Uh, televised for the first time. And in, in the 47 World Series. What you network? Think, um, Dumont? <laughs> It was, the Dumont. It was on PBS, which, no, is, which was, is actually a thing. I'm not making that up. Right, the uh, World Series television. But you think of 47. So the Yankees, and I would, I guess, someone can check this to see if this is right or not. But this is in my head. It's the last time the Yankees won Game Seven at home of a World Series. It was Yankees Dodgers then. It was also 47. You remember a guy named Jackie Robinson? I believe it was the first integrated. Um. World Series? World Series. Sure. So That's uh, be. that was on this day, the World Series, but the World Series televised for the first time on this day. But, you know, by the way, Brad, like like your folks or your grandparents, you know, people in Lisbon or mining in Williston and across the state, they didn't see it on television because it was only available for, uh, you know, in a Philly, Washington, D.C. area, part of the east, New York, maybe a borough or two out there. But So this day, September 30th, has a... Um, there's a lot of stuff that happened on this date. Also, it's the birthday of uh, of William Wrigley Jr. I heard you mention this Did in you the hear uh, this Sports story? with Joel. Yes. I didn't know. We'll get to the phone lines here in our, our Gunderson's Jeweler Studio, and I think I have a, a, a great question today. <laughs> there's a tease. I think it's a great question. <laughs> but I was I was doing little little research on on on, on William Wrigley. I know Brad calls him Billy. Uh, William I call him <laughs> Bill for sure. Bill Bill Wrigley Jr. So born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, right? And and, and on, uh, on on this date later in 1891. So he's 30 years old, 30, 32 years old, 30 years old. You know what he did? He had 32 dollars to his name. 32 dollars. Thirty-two dollars went went back. Went well, in 1891, old, it's, it went a lot farther I, than it does now. Yeah, and and it's worth more now. So, I, but I have to say thirty-two because it makes the story more compelling. It would be like nine hundred dollars in this state, but still nine hundred dollars, thirty-two dollars to his name. Uh so he went out and he formed a business. He was selling Wrigley's scouring soap, right? <laughs> and he offered customers wow. small premiums. Particularly, he had baking powder that he'd add to that whole. He'd say, here's a little baking powder there for your soap. And what he found out, because he had the baking powder there, an incentive to buy his soap. What he found out is that the baking powder was more popular than the soap. So what did he do? And this is what brilliant, this is how you become a millionaire. Wrigley switched to selling baking powder. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's what they were wanting. And, and by the way, when he was selling that baking powder, his customers got a couple of packages of chewing gum. You know what he found out? Yes. People really like that chewing. <laughs> and then, of course. Baking powder. Yeah. Uh, they like the gum. And then, of course, the rest is history, you know, with with Wrigley and, and so on and so forth in so, Chicago. Okay, so he was born in Philadelphia? Yeah, born in, uh, yeah, they, they ended up in, So he ended up in Chicago? Yeah, moved from Philly to Chicago. Okay. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, 1891. Texter says uh, Otani had a no-hitter into the eighth inning last night. Yeah, he night. did. If he would have finished it off and with the season he is having, like, uh, it, it, if you had a vote for MVP, would that have swayed you to vote for Otani instead of Aaron? Brilliant, brilliant text at three five two seven zero. Brilliant text, and I'll I tell you what. With Provost coming up, maybe we'll chat a little bit about that because obviously we're going to talk about Aaron and, and 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 that going on too, Judge and whatnot. That's a great text because I'll tell you what. If uh, if Judge isn't chasing the triple crown, is Otani your MVP? 
Uh, I th- if it's just the home yeah. runs, Brad, yeah. does he is is Judge an MVP? Just with, the with, home runs. If it's only the home runs, and yeah. not maybe the triple crown, RBIs, all of that is no. is Otani your guy? Yes. Yeah. Maybe so. Yes, I think that, that to me that's a layup. Yeah. If he uh, just for what just to do that, I mean, we just we've not seen that in our. In our it's, in our it's age, it's been a decade since Cabrera, and then you got to go back forever, you know, before that. So it's right. it's a lot. Uh, Viking Saints, obviously, charged great show today. Mm-hmm. The the Saints doesn't look like uh, Jameis is going to start. You're looking at Andy Dalton, doesn't look like Camaro. That's an iffy uh, thing. Kind of hoping Jameis would start <laughs> instead of Andy Dalton. <laughs> yes. Michael Thomas is out. Yep. I it's, it's cautiously optimistic. Vikings fans, I've seen, the yeah, I guess, I've seen. The Vikings lose two years in a row to Dallas with Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush at quarterback. Oh, I got a great question, and it really it's gonna it's so fan like because we reach all over the region. I'm curious what the Tech Club's gonna blow right. up. Uh, phone calls first before I yes. get to that though. Yes. Who, who, who Scott, we, Scotty wants, wants to talk some twins. Hey, Scotty, what's up, Scott? Jack, good old college buddy of mine. Hell of a job. <laughs> hey, my man, what's great going on? Red Hawks. Um, just you and Brad, I'm going to hang up and listen like I always do. You guys got a great show. You're one of the best ones in the uh, in the region. Thank Th- you so much. Thanks, man. I'll make the most short and sweet. I know we got Corey coming up, but your opinion, you're pretty close with him. So is Brad. In my belief, I believe the Twins uh, tanked at the end of the year, and I'm really frustrated at the way Baldelli has managed the team and the way that Levine and Falvey have handled things as far as uh, players. And I'll get through perspective but one last thing i'll say is, yes sir what do you see what do you foresee you and brad foresee for next year looking at a crystal ball as far as what their needs are and what they're going after great, great stuff job, boys. thanks great thanks man for the call appreciate that and uh that's oh. obviously a young guy because he'd mentioned college buddy and brad you know i'm only remove i'm 31 years old okay i'm not okay and so it goes back probably I'll, I'll go first okay. and with Corey coming up i, I think that uh you know they made a lot. They made enough moves in the off season last year, and and really were players, Brad. To me, they they were movers and shakers, and they, they made some deals here, made a deal with the Yankees. You know, you bring Sanchez over, made a deal, obviously made maybe a little extra deal with with Taylor Rogers going there. You're like, okay, who's going to close? But, yeah, no, don't worry, you'll like Paddock. We'll we'll move him in there, and then, of course he gets injured and and he's out. Archer hasn't been exactly a. Uh, you know, hasn't hasn't blown your socks off, but yet did Rocco use him enough? Was that half on Archer, half on Rocco? To his point about Rocco Baldelli, you can't you, you can't predict Buxton playing the the minimal games that he did. That's tough. You can't predict that. Um, if you could, you know, you might have made different moves before too. I think that the Minnesota Twins, and again with Corey coming up, we'll chat with him about this too. I, I think that at some time, you have got to find a way from within the organization to be strong. And, and, and so if you don't, you're relying on, on your moves that you make. And everybody's got to make moves, but you're relying on moves that you got to make. And sometimes these moves aren't going to pan out. Sometimes these moves are going to get injured. Sometimes these moves, and if your organization relies on that, you, you, you are what you are. In, in an American League Central Division, how many wins is going to win this division? You know, they, they, to me, it was a tough season. Injuries, I think Brad Bale, the Twins out this year a little bit, and, and maybe, maybe blanket 
maybe some of Rocco's moves of bullpen managing, and you lost your pitching coach halfway through that took a job at LSU. There's just a lot of peripheral there that might cover up the Twins falling short of expectations, Brad, to me. But I think, number one, they really got to work within to build up that Twins from within up, where maybe adding one or two pieces is good, but not relying on three, four, five, or six. You know, I was thinking back at 19 when they were good, and the pieces that they added fit. You know, they had C.J. Crone at first base, and they had added scope, and they added, you know, guys to the lineup that, you know, were not superstar players, but they seemed to fit fit the role. Mm-hmm. And it, I think kind of to piggyback off your point, you might need to find the right guys. You got to hope that everybody gets healthy. You know, I think you can just, I don't think you can trust Buxton to play more than about 100 games right now. We all wish he would. Oh, I, I, if he could play 100, I would take 120. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If he had 120, you know, I, I saw yeah. someone else going, if he just played 130, their record would be like, yeah. like right now 130 is a lot yeah. to ask. But I think you just, I think you have, you maybe have some questions at catcher. Uh, is Ryan Jeffers your number? Yep. What you do because yep. Jeffers is what three years into this now. Yep. Is he going to be your number one guy? What are you going to do for you know? You bring in Sanchez back, or you bring in Urshela back? I, I think right. I would bring Gio back. I think he would. Uh, I think he got something with Jose Miranda. Probably about. I, I agree. Yep. I think he's he's a little bit of a butcher at first base, but he can hit. But I think he can get better at first. Um, Arises pesky. Yeah, uh, I think it, just where are you going to put him? You got to you, gotta, you right. have him play first. Is he going to play second? Um. If Correa does not come back, and so that some of the comments he made yesterday was a little bit of an eye opener, I would bring a lot of people saying, "Ah, good riddance." I'd bring him back if he wants. If I would in, definitely. And uh, Madison Quinn and I, a Madison big baseball fan. Yep. Um, you know, because you got Trey Turner, you have Dansby Swanson. I'm trying to think. There's one other shortstop. Was it Xander Bogarts? I think yep. that um, are going to be on the market. Now, I don't know if Correa is going to get the money he thinks he's going to get. And the one thing, Corey, you know, when you talk to Corey and I've talked to Corey over the summer and he said he's been good, he hasn't been great, right? but he's been solid. But I think you would miss him defensively because I think you would, you, you would lose yeah. so much up and the middle nice if, if, if he's not the there. Middle, yeah. Or, you know, if you can find somebody that uh, can can fit the bill defensively uh, more so than maybe than, yeah, maybe than I, his I back. I think it's a great question because, like I, my first statement was what – what is underneath the Band-Aid, what is underneath that blanket is, you know, Kepler. But I mean, if we sat here and started talking about injuries and meniscus and, and ankles and wrists and knees and surgeries and Sano, who is obviously, you know, all of these things bottled up. And and you add to that, you're trying to roll through, you know, Johan Duran throws a billion miles an hour. I right. mean, when are you going to use him? When's the best spot to use him? The usage of the bullpen, the usage, the overusage maybe of some, the underusage of other. Brad, there's just a lot in I that melting I think there's enough pieces pot. in the bullpen. I really yeah, do. I do, too. I, I, I do. It's just a matter of, you know, how strong can your rotation be mm-hmm. where you don't have to tax certain ones and, and, uh, and you know, and yeah, so it's it's a loaded question and a great one. And I think somewhere in there, look at, you know, if you get the right sprinkle of youth with that specific add-on pieces. You know, starting, you know, starting rotation, I think they'll bring, I think they'll yeah. bring Gray back. Well, Sonny Gray is going to be, yeah, yeah, if he's if healthy and all that, yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, Dylan Bundy has looked uh, over the other day. I would day, bring had a him good, back as a back end of the Joe rotation Joe Ryan's guy. throwing tonight. He's a 12-game yep. winner. I mean, there, there's stuff there. You get Kenta back? Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's stuff there. You want to know my question before yeah. we break and okay, break yes. Good. It's homecoming and king, queen. And I thought about this. 
if every school around our listening area, and that goes to you folks in Southern Manitoba. I want to say happy homecoming in Lisbon this weekend. Happy homecoming to the Broncos. We're going to try and uh, take care of uh, Northern Cass tonight. Do you remember the movie The Warriors? Yes. Warriors. And the big thing about The Warriors is that they they were going to organize all the gangs of New York. They had this big convention. You know, they had all their big gangs over there. I'm going to have a hypothetical convention. It's hypothetical because I'm going to use past or present, living or not. Hypothetical convention. And from each community, each city, each town in our listening area, you could have one male athlete, one female athlete represent your town as the greatest from that town, past or present, from Lisbon, from Dilworth, mm. from Barnesville, from Jamestown. Of course, I might have an idea who people would pick for the male <laughs> athlete. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> from Bismarck, from Fargo, period. Okay. Not, not South not, David, just Fargo, oh boy. period. That's a loaded question. From West Fargo, period. Moorhead? Moorhead, period, period. That's another, good luck with that one, by the way. From War Road, from Purim, you know, name it, Devil's Lake. That's probably probably going to be a Deutsch involved there if it's Devil's Lake. From, <laughs> or a Mertens. Or a Mertens, <laughs> yeah, from Grand Forks, period. Just one. One. That oh, represents your city. Lapidin. Period. Breckenridge, Ooh. period. How's that for a loaded question on a Friday? We're having a big convention, you know, and you're bringing your banners. Only two representatives from each city slash town, and it's the greatest athlete. High school now. High school. Whew. That's loaded. That's loaded. Speaking of Lisbon. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. that's why I'm, I I'm, I'm from Willis, North Dakota. It, it would tough. I, I would say. Bill Jackson? Yeah. Quali? You know. You know, and some moved. I mean, Virgil Hill, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Virgil was in Grand Forks and moved to Williston. You know, good, pretty good, pretty good light heavyweight champion. You can't really. Phil Jackson had a pretty good run. My guess is Phil. Uh, Shelly Hughes might be my uh, my female, now Shelly Feeney, but might be my female uh, athlete. But So I, I've asked the question, but I've got to respond myself. From Williston, there would be a lot to choose from there. But just representing that town, which means that you'd have to consolidate your father. Lisbon. Schools. Um, the female athlete, she was a little before my time. I know she was a great Jody Bach. Oh, yes. Went and played at Concordia. Tremendous. And Jody's still around. Not and a good she's probably speaker and whatever. Yes. yes. Uh, she, that's the one that came. Um, uh, and you're combined, not only consolidating uh, towns from the metros, you know, mm-hmm. just to one, but, but sports too. Boy, Lisbon, we've had some. You good. only get one. You got wrestling there. Yeah, You've we got, got wrestling. We had um, uh, Stuart Hansen, who was a year older than me. He played college football at Wyoming. It's, um, it's it, like I said, Brad. Yeah. It's not a fair question at all. Oh, it's a loaded question. It's loaded, but I I wanted to ask. I wanted to get it out there. That's what was rolling through my brain before we got the show. So if you care, if you care to partake, <laughs> you could text in at three five two seven zero. Again, that's if it, it, again we're having a hypothetical, just like they did in Warriors. We have a big meeting, and oh look at oh I wonder who Minot. Who did Minot send? Oh, there's. There's Henry Melky, and you know, or there's you know, there's so and so. So you only get one though. So good luck with that one. Have a if you have it in by Monday, I understand. But if it's in today in the hour, uh, you could text us at three five two seven zero one male one female athlete. We're coming to you from our Gunderson's uh, Jeweler Studio. OMG, oh my Gunderson's, make it easy to say I do with a custom design wedding ring. Gunderson's Uptown in Maine, West Fargo, or Gunderson's dot com. Moorhead also, you mentioned, would be almost not impossible, 
Now, Sam Hybe recently, tremendous. Ooh, that's but, a good one. But again, <laughs> we're only seeing what the you recent know, years are. Just going thinking like back. Cullen, Jason Blake. And oh, it's got to be football that I, I'm not thinking You only than, get one. Yep. Oh, time out coming. Time, what am I, in a game? Time out. Okay, when we come back. Take it at 20. When we come back, we'll hear from Corey Provost from Dennis Voice of the Minnesota Twins. Thanks for the call on that. Text club open at 35270. And if you do text in, say the town and then the names if you want to. We have one so far. The town and then your name. Well, I'll let you know after the break. Oh, that, that's the, called a tease. The town is Carrington. Hmm. <laughs> okay, when we come back, I'll try to guess and see if they're related. Uh, we're back with Corey Provost next on 740 The Fan. Uh, in the, in the vicinity. The war at, how about the rift? 79? 79. So I said 80 on the nose. I Michael was... Beck. Yeah. The, the, the Remember the Warriors. baseball furies? They were dressed like the yep, Yankees. 1979. Yeah. So my hypothetical today on the on the Jack Michael show, Brad and I have been just sitting here uh, discussing this and getting a lot of response, by the way. It's been good. Hypothetical. Uh, they're having a convention like the gangs of New York did the Warriors, but you only get one representative, high school representative, graded, uh, who, male athlete, female athlete from your city. So you, if you're bigger cities out there, consolidate your sports and only can, can pick one. Um, like, for the rurals, for the co-ops that have been co-ops, yeah. we'll give you the rural. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Valley City, do you go Boshi? Boy. Do you go Tyrone Terry? Boy, Cami Anderson would be maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, see, that's, uh, yeah, who's your representative? Terry. Did someone chime in from Warroad? Yes. Uh, Larry Olin. Okay. Gigi Marvin. Hi. Uh, Carrington was the Klein Saucer oh, siblings. Yeah. Sherry Jim and Jim. Jim and Sherry. Uh, um, Castleton, Jerry Pyle. That's a great call. That's a very good one. Did we get Late a DeConte 60s. Smith? We got a DeConte Smith. I would, you know, love DeConte Smith. Tremendous athlete, Me too. as you you Me called too. many Me of her too. games. Um, but I might have to default to Faith. Faith Dooley, Faith yeah, Rodham. She did it <laughs> at good uh, UND. Yep. Faith, yeah. Faith might there's, be there. Well, there's been a lot of good ones in recent uh, recent yeah. memory. The question's going to get us both in trouble, Brad, because oh, we no brought Holly, <laughs> Ben Ellison, and Drew Sanis. Oh, it's a good call. Those see, are your representatives. Ben Ellison and you're the guys in the NFL. Yep, I would. Oh. And both of those, I would. Um, trying to think here. Um, oh, man, alive. How do you consolidate Fargo? I, I know. Into one. How about like Wapiton? Do you go I mean, like Ryan Smith? Maybe Ryan's Ryan's siblings were boy. pretty pretty good I athletes. Mean, I mean, the Peschels pretty much. Yeah, I mean, the there's, there's been some good. Blake Score was a good ball player, but and plus had a great name when I played against in mm-hmm. high school. Uh, we'll get to Corey Provost. Travis. Tylee Irwin probably would be the oh, female one from Wapiton. There, there were twins, and I want to say they were the. Hash. Hash twins? Does that Sue sound right? And Sarah, maybe? Sue and Sarah, I think it was. Okay. That's going to be a heck of a convention. Could you imagine that convention? Yeah. Full of athletes? I'm going to text Travis Dunn and say it might be around 42. When so what do you think Joel would say about for Hankinson? Hankinson. Well, he would. He would. He would. Cody Mauk? Yeah. <laughs> it might be pick your Mauk. You know, there might be a few Mauks. Ah, somebody says, I went to Conte over Faith because I was thinking Castleton only. Faith is from Wheatland. Technically, yes. She's from the yeah, suburbs. That's right. Yeah, she's from the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact we're getting text backs to clarify Castleton okay, proper. So, like, Northern, awesome. Northern Cass, we're going to have somebody from Arthur, somebody from Hunter, somebody from Argusville. Somebody Governor Burgum? I mean, I've talked to Doug before. He's He always so, defers back. He says, yeah, I How are we splitting the hairs here? I, your school, period. Okay. I yeah. got you. 
you know. And Northern Cass has been around like 25 years now, yeah. so. Yeah. So, that, <laughs> so we'll, just, we'll just lump them all into one. Oh, my goodness. Corey Provost. I'd go with Corey Provost, the greater Chicagoland area. Absolutely. Can you imagine Highland, if you had to pick. Highland Park. You had to pick one from Chicago, Brad. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy from chicago cory promised appearance on the show brought to you by deeds bulk service cory good to have you on board today now in detroit uh, tonight ready for a three-game series and brad and i were just talking and had a caller on this too talking about twins we'll get to it uh but let's let's start with something good and positive and that is despite the loss yesterday cory uh that the home record for the minnesota uh twins and and, and that's a good thing it played well at home this year yeah, I mean the home portion of the of the season, Jack. I, I think that went that went fine. I mean they they won the majority of their games, had a great home record, but it just also speaks to how poorly they played on the road, and that's uh, that that kind of helped decide their fate. And especially in divisional play, I think if you isolate how the team did within the division on the road, that that tells a pretty you know telling story. Also, how they fared against winning teams. I think overall the Twins did fine against sub five hundred teams, but for a team that spent so much of the season in first place, and then when you break down why and where did it go wrong, you know, playing against some some better teams, some better competition was certainly a part of their woes uh, throughout the summer. Forty six and thirty five at, at Target Field. So as you said, that that's uh, you know eleven games above five hundred at home. Is it simple to chalk up the road to two things: injury? And the road, or is that too simple? Why they didn't have that same or similar type success on the road this year? I think injuries certainly is, it, it stands out now. I mean, when 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 it was all said and done, these critical games in September, not having you know their best players, I think that 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 pretty much decided their fate. But early in the season, Jack, just way too many blown saves, uh, just way too many leads that were that were given back, and and this, that crushing. It was like eight days against Cleveland, Jack. It was like. Where they where they blew five or six games when they had leads in the seventh inning or later, and many of them sadly were with one guy. When when Emilio Pagan was throwing, he just could not figure out Cleveland, and they had his number all year long, and that was an impactful stretch. When you look back at the season as to where the Twins were in first place, but they had to they had a chance to really separate themselves. I'm talking about a double digit lead in the division. Had they hung on to a few more of those games that they gave away, maybe we're talking about a whole different team at this point. Maybe Cleveland would, would have traded away some of their players. I mean, we will never know. Uh, but I think early on, just, just too many, too many blown leads by the pen, and then too many injuries too late. I think you piece that all together. And that's why the Twins are out of it here with six to play. Uh, one more uh, spot on the Twins. So, so Matt Walner, Matty's getting some some abs, and my buddy Tom Miller, who is a beat writer uh, for the University of North Dakota, and works for the Grand Forks Herald, wrote a story on on Matt because the young man had committed to the University of North Dakota uh, out of out of out of high school, and then because of budgetary cuts, which as you know, Corey happens in every state when you go to the colleges and say, "Look, you got to cut a program or two. And, and and he had committed to UND for baseball, and then they cut the baseball program. So he ends up, what, at Southern Miss, I suppose, and now the rest is history. Gets his call up, gets a couple out of the park. I know he went after a ball yesterday that, that, that fell a little bit short. But, you know, kind of, a nice, kind of one of those guys you root for, plus a Minnesota kid, Matt Walner. He, he has no Ill, Ill feelings about, about North Dakota. And, you know, he was also – I asked him about the other day, and he's very grateful that the relationships that he, main, that he has maintained – and it was it was part of the coaches at, at UND 
that were able to connect him to the folks down in Hattiesburg. So he has no ill feelings towards the towards that place, and grateful that the relationships he established helped him to continue his dream, helped him to continue his path to, to play college ball, and he was able to play and, and play well at Southern Miss. And he was also a closer. I mean, Jack, and I, I think if you've seen his, his arm, you can see why, man. He's got, he's got a strong, strong arm. He threw a dime to the plate yesterday. It was not a time for a sack fly RBI, but, but shoot, he let it fly. It was a line drive missile right on target to Gary Sanchez. It was a great throw. And you can see why this guy was also, uh, you know, closing games for the Golden Eagles throughout his college career. Corey, before we, I guess, get to the, the remaining uh, handful of games for the Minnesota Twins, since we last spoke, of course, Aaron Judge uh, hit his 61st. That resonates with the Red River Valley, being that Maris is from here. And I saw uh, Roger Jr. has been, you know, a good man that Roger is. And and, and I'm, I'm looking at this, and you and I talked about, yes, this, this mark of 61 and maybe 62 now as they entertain Baltimore and then go to Texas. But I hope what people don't don't lose sight of here is a triple crown, which, of course, Luis Arise can, can help prevent Aaron Judge from getting that, Corey. But we're really following a couple things with Aaron Judge right now. And that's why I think what adds to his MVP candidacy, and, and Otani's incredible. He almost threw a no-hitter last night. He's incredible. But Aaron Judge is doing more than just hitting home runs. I mean, Aaron Judge, if it was just hitting home runs, if he had a low batting average and a low on-base percentage and was a subpar defender, then I think that hurts his, his, his case, and I think Otani certainly would, would probably leap ahead once again. But Aaron Judge is flirting with, with the Triple Crown. Now, it was last won by Miguel Cabrera 10 years ago in Detroit. Um, but, man, I mean, Aaron Judge is a complete player, and he's doing it when he, he's a free agent. I mean, he put all of his chips in knowing that he was going to bet on himself here. Any injury, any subpar season, and who knows how that would have impacted his market value. He has done the opposite, Jack. He said, I don't care. I, I trust in my skills, and I'm going to go out and, and crush it and deliver. And, man, he has, he has done that and then some. He has had an unbelievable season. He's a very popular player. He's a very well-liked player. Even opposing teams and coaches, you know, acknowledge who he is and his talent and uh, – no guarantee, you know, the Yankees obviously have, have a huge, you know, huge, you know, pot to, to use to sign him. There's something about, you know, a Northern California guy went mm-hmm. to Fresno State that you know, the Giants, I think they're going to be, you know, making a run of this year. So I'm not sure the judge is the lock to stay with the Mets. Even Sandy, even uh, Steve Cohen, the, the new owner of the Mets, he's spending money. You don't think he'd love to shove it to, the, to those in the Bronx <laughs> to sign Aaron Judge? To a $400, $500 million contract. You don't think he'd like doing that to that, uh, those folks uh, in the box? I bet he would love to do that. I won't ask you what he's worth because people are worth what people pay, I guess, in, in professional sports, Corey. But are we going to see numbers that 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 are even eye-popping? As a, I remember when, when A-Rod signed his deal way back when, they were eye-popping numbers, eye-popping. Uh, are we going to see eye-popping numbers that we've never seen before? I don't think so. I, I think with Otani, maybe. I think with Otani, if he would ever hit the market and say he's traded and or say that the Angels are sold and the new owner comes in and says, hey, I don't, we're, we're keeping him, Otani's different. I think Otani, because of his ability to pitch and dominate and hit and dominate, I think he would probably be the next guy in my mind that would garter that 
that that that label, Jack, to be this eye-popping, unbelievable money we've never thought about for a baseball player. I think he would possibly be that guy. Judge, I don't know. I don't know if Judge is going to get more than 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 Manny Machado or more than Bryce Harper or more than you know even Mike Trout. I, I don't think we'll see that. He's durable. The guy plays every day. But he's a big, big guy. Mm. And does a big guy like that, will he hold up, you know, three, four, five years from now at that size playing as often as he has? I'm sure there's some risk-reward that's going to be part of those contract negotiations. And he's a good guy, as you said. And he's huge. You know, he's all of it, right? He's as marketable as as you can find. Uh, Gordon, if the season ends today, we'll leave on this. Uh, And if folks don't know, the Major League Baseball expanded uh, to 12 teams. And, and so now we've got, you know, these best of three uh, wild card series, and then we'll move to the five games. So if it ended today, uh, the Rays would be at Cleveland, the Mariners would be at the Blue Jays, the Astros and Yankees would have buys. And without going deep into all this stuff, Rays, Cleveland, Mariners, Jays, Astros, Yankees, what would your gut tell you right out of the gate? I would say, I, I think that Houston, I, I just. I've seen Houston, and I don't see a flaw with that team. I just I don't see a flaw with that team. And they can beat you in every possible way. They have great hitters. They have great arms. Verlander is going to win the Cy Young again. I mean, I just don't see a flaw with that team. Now, Cleveland, it, it, Cleveland's going into this, Jack, with house money. Nobody respects the AL Central, and I think some of that is fair. I mean, how about this number, Jack? Since the Guardians won the pennant, and they played the Cubs in 16, right? And the Cubs won the World Series. Right. So since the Guardians won the pennant, the American League Central has only had four playoff wins beginning in 2017. Wow. Only four. And none, of course, from the Twins. Cleveland, two. And the White Sox with two wins. That's been it. So nobody thinks the AL Central is worth anything because they haven't done it in a long time. So Cleveland's going in thinking, like, hey, whoever we play, if it's Seattle, if it's Tampa Bay, if it's Toronto, whomever, nobody is going to give us a chance, even though they're going to host. I think Cleveland has a great chance to win that first round. They're going to be playing at home. I think they'll be playing easy um, because nobody thinks they're going to go very far. It's the, the youngest team. They have speed. They, they don't strike out. They've got, you know, one of the better closers in the game. They're going to line up McKenzie and Bieber. I mean, that's going to be a Quantrill. They're going to line up some really good pitching in a short series. And they've got some bullpen arms behind Quase with Stefan and other dudes. I, I think that I think Cleveland is a team that could, that could advance in the first round. But I think I think the Astros, I, I, in terms of winning the pennant right now, to me, I just don't see a flaw with that team right now. It's a good breakdown right there. And by the way, as Corey mentioned, that, that best of three, all three are at the higher seed, which means Cleveland would have all three if necessary there. Joe Ryan, I think tonight, Corey's out right. Joe Ryan and I think Tyler Alexander, the lefty going for the Tigers tonight. Yeah, probably Joe Ryan's last start, even though he could line up to start again on Wednesday. I I would imagine that this is going to be Ryan's last start, and then they'll shut him down for the year. I mean, and, you know, bravo, Joe Ryan, really good season. The guy that started opening day, opening day for the Twins, the second rookie to ever do that. Um, I'm not saying he'll be out there opening day next year. I think Sonny Gray will, will have that will have that chance to be healthy, but you know I, I feel like we're taking a step forward, Jack, with with seeing Varland pitch, with Winder pitch, with overthrowing well, and maybe I, I'm not ruling out. They have TBA listed for Sunday. You know maybe they give Simeon Woods Richardson a chance to start mm-hmm. on Sunday, Jack, a guy that has 
They got from Toronto in the, in the Brios trade, who's been really good this season, began at double-A, was throwing well at triple-A. Maybe he gets a start on Sunday, and I say that because as we begin to piece together the rotation for 2023, I think we'll see a lot of homegrown guys now. Maybe, you know, how they've had to go out and sign the Bundys and the Archers and the Haps and the Shoemakers. Maybe they don't have to do that. Maybe they can put that money aside and, and focus more on catching outfielder bullpen and let some internal guys get a chance to fill that four slot, that five slot in the rotation and not have to go sign a one-year veteran journeyman hoping to find lightning in a bottle. Now, say this, Bundy's been okay. I mean, Bundy's been okay. I mean, I don't think they were expecting a guy to win 20 games and a guy to have an ERA under three. For the most part, Dylan Bundy has been okay. But Archer was, was a big bust, and they've had this with, with Shoemaker and Happ in the past. And I'm hoping that we turn the page on this strategy, and now we can fill these holes with just some more internal young candidates. And maybe we'll see some more as the season winds down here next week. Well done. Build that baby from within and uh, foundation up, brothers. Uh, all right. He is, I wish he had more, but there's six remaining. Corey, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll close it out uh, next week. Talk a little ball as always. Great talking ball with you, Corey Provis. All right, Jack. Have a great weekend, man. Corey Provis, ready voice of the Minnesota Twins. Corey, get a little feedback on his Motor City Motorola. I'm not sure what he has here, Bradley. We'll take a quick timeout. Thank you, Corey, and Dean's Bulk Service every Friday right here on the Jack Michael Show. Brad and I return. We'll be joined by T. Don, one of the newest broadcasters with Tim Hennessy for UND Hockey. That's next on 740 The Fan. Love it. The new broadcast colleague of UND Fighting Hawks Hockey. Alongside the legendary Tim Hennessy, the one and only, the enforcer, the pride of Southern Manitoba. Now a U.S. citizen. Uh, his wife makes great mass and a wonderful family. Okay, we don't have as much time. Travis Dunn, everybody. Hi, T. Dunn. How you doing? Oh, man, you're just piling it on pretty deep here today. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, uh, I'm pretty excited about this weekend and getting, like you said, the chance to sit down and work with Tim Hennessy. Uh, the man is not a myth. He is indeed a legend. He is a legend. He's going to be just uh, fun to work with. And uh, I've known Tim for an awful long time, as you know. Called games when I played in 1978. That's fantastic. I I know that I know a lot of uh, a few of the the circle that are great hockey minds. Brad Anderson certainly being one of them. Oh, I Darren yep. Looker, Tim Hennessy, these people that, that and, do. Uh, Tim and Travis have forgotten more hockey than Tra- I will ever know. Oh <laughs> well, well <laughs> he's a humble guy, but Brad gets it done. So we're happy for you, T. Don, and and the guy that hosts shows on KFGO at night, and then you got around the rink. I mean, my goodness, you're a busy man, and it's not even like you're. Full, full job. It's just your full job. It's not your full, full, you know. No, yeah, I'm a medical rep on the side, I guess you can call it. Uh, not working particularly hard. And, you know, getting to that point in my life where I want to do what's fun, not necessarily what's work, right? And That's so, exactly uh, right. The hockey, the hockey shows are fun. Last night, a uh, great time with my good friend Scott, of course, and uh, a couple of great guests, the head coach of the University of Manitoba Bisons and Brad Berry. And uh, we got to learn a little bit about the University of Manitoba Bison hockey program and you know, the fun thing about the shows that we do is we try to focus on opportunities for kids down here to figure there's other places to play. And University of Manitoba is a great option. You know, as you know, there's only so many seats in Division One hockey and ACHA hockey and so on. And I think there's more hockey players than the seats are. So looking at ways to share their information, uh, give kids a, a different opportunity perhaps, but uh, and an opportunity to go to a different country, play some good hockey as well is also on the table. So that's what Scott and I try to do every week is introduce people 
to great people and just tell great stories. And we accomplished that, I hope, last night. The uh, By the way, North Dakota is 26-1-0 all-time against the Bisons. Uh, what happened yep. in that one game, uh, Travis? What, I, uh, was you it? know, I don't know that. I know that <laughs> when we played them in 1978, I believe it was, uh, we beat them 10-3 and 13-2 or something like that. But, you know, the difference is up there. Uh, the players that you're going to see, University of Manitoba, have come back from playing in the Western Canada Junior Hockey League. Uh, and the, once you go Western Canada, you're ineligible to play in the U.S. college ranks. They actually have a player at the University of Manitoba that played professional hockey, almost made the Dallas Stars last year. So he's nice. going to be about 25 years old, uh, 24, 25 probably in that ballpark, because they've come back after playing their careers. They're going to school. They're still eligible to play up there. Uh, and they get an education out of it, which is great, because the Western Canada Hockey League teams give players money for college post-career. So he's going to school, uh, you know, basically a scholarship, so to speak. And uh, in this case, we're talking 18, 19, 20-year-olds at UND who will be playing against young men who are 24, 25. So it's going to be a, a, a little eye-opening opportunity for them. But we'll get a good gauge as far as what this UND team has to offer going into this season. I know that uh, time is, is short, but obviously you've got a yeah. busy weekend here with Manitoba. That's an exhibition tomorrow. But I'll ask you, and, and, and Brad, certainly jump in. Uh, but, Travis, uh, you, you got the exhibition tomorrow, and then boom, uh, Holy Cross, the 7th and 8th at home, uh, Quinnipiac, the 14th and 15th, then at Minnesota, then, of course, the Arizona State game, and then you you, you stay on the road at, at Omaha, and then you've got Denver at home. Uh, do we like the schedule, <laughs> Travis, out of the gate? <laughs> well, it's a schedule that it is. It's going to be, you know, they always make sure they have a great lineup of teams coming into the Ralph. Uh, the competition's always the elite competition. Quinnipiac, many people have uh, ranked as number one in the country. So, you know, you got You have to measure yourself against the best, and Brad knows that. He's done broadcasting of hockey forever. Whatever sport it is, you want to be measured against the best. And we know the challenge of the NCHC regular season, and, that, and that's not even including, you're right, not even including the regular season of the NCHC, but look who they're playing. They, mm. There's never a weekend off, and this only prepares them better for that run, hopefully for a national championship. You concur on that, Brad. That's uh, boy. If you start, you start. If you just play well, as Travis says, that barometer. Um, you're setting yourself up. By the time you're at Omaha, November fourth and fifth, you've you've been you've been challenged already. Well, and I would say from it's probably not too early. You can always look at the USHL season. I was talking with somebody in the building. It's like you necessarily aren't going to win a championship in uh, October or November. You could probably lose one if no. you don't get off to a good start. And, and I would say from a pairwise standpoint, if you can hold your own against Quinnipiacs and you're playing the Gophers and you're playing some of these teams outside of the of the uh, outside of the league, um, that's probably going to help you as well when it comes to pairwise. And Quinnipiac and those teams like to be measured against the best as well. That's very right, true. You, you, UND hockey team this year, uh, put it this way, potential doesn't win national championships, but it sure helps set the table for them. The, uh, so if this team, this team can stay healthy, they're set, the table set very nicely. As you said earlier, T. Don, and we'll have more time to talk to you throughout the season, obviously, uh, that if, yep. if you love what you do, you don't you, you never have to work a day in your life. And so now you hear you're sitting up there, and, and to have a pretty good seat, uh, to have a view of that bird's eye seat onto a sport that you love playing for a school that you played for, uh, you might have some fun this year. I know the listeners are going to have a, a tremendous, are really going to be the, the the recipients of this because your knowledge, 
Tim, as we talk about, uh, D looks will be uh, be a part of that. I think at sometime this year. Uh, yeah. But you're going to have some fun. Oh, absolutely. But you know what? I just want to tip my hat to Ole Olson, Steve. I coached him at Grand Forks Central. Yes. The year they won the state championship. I, I had him on my show regularly around the rink on 748 The Fan just because of the fact that he, had, he gives great perspective. So I'm not trying to replace him in any way. I'm just trying to be the best me I can be. And and, and hopefully I, I fill the shoes adequately and it's going to be a blast. But tomorrow morning, for those wanting to tune in around the rink at 9 o'clock, we got Dave Starman right out of the gate. Wow. Uh, we have a lot of good topics there. Uh, Anthony LaPant will be talking Minnesota Wild. And Jody Hodgson will be talking about Vegas and all the fun things around that. So a great lineup for tomorrow morning as well. A loaded show. It's, it's, yeah. It, Travis pays so much for his guests. Brad, we don't get an opportunity <laughs> to, to dole out the dollars like, like Travis does. Right. Just don't cash those checks. They're, they're don't bounce ca- a little bit. Don't cash those checks. Uh, as far as the particulars, that puck will drop at 6.07. Uh, you can yep. catch that on the on the uh, Fighting Hawks Home of Economy uh, uh, Fighting Hawks Radio Network. Uh, Tim and, and and Travis with the call on that one, and uh, that should be fantastic. And obviously, and my Alan... buddy Scott Taylor will be up there with me as well. So oh, is he? Oh. If you want to meet Scott Taylor, anybody out there who wants to meet Scott, he's a he's a he's a smart man. Uh, but you'll get a chance to shake his hand as well. Uh, you tell say hey hi to Scott uh, for me, and and just he's one of the top three most well groomed men. I think okay. in in Manitoba, I never paid attention to grooming. But okay, sure. Okay, I just want to hear his friend. response. Going, oh, great! Jack's talking grooming now. All right, no. all right. And you missed our question of the day today. And I know we're up against it. I, it's yeah. it's the impossible question on our text club, as you heard. Uh, the greatest male and female high school athlete from Winnipeg, Manitoba. So who would be the female? Because we're voting for Travis Dunn. Uh, well, no, there, there's actually, and I can't remember her name. She's playing basketball at the University of Southern California. Oh. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Of course, you could throw a curler in there, but, you know, people argue about if they're athletes. Well, Brad, and I, uh, Brad and I just figured it, it's got to be <laughs> hockey and hockey. I mean, how is this not hockey? Think hockey. about curling. We didn't, we didn't think about exactly. curling. Exactly. But then the other one you have to throw for the male, Terry Fox. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's you a know, great call. I mean, what that young man went through. Oh, the story. The same suburb I grew up in, and uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. We, we the accolades to the guys who are super, super famous, Terry Fox. Uh, what can you say about that? Young that's man? a great. That's a that's a great one. And uh, Travis, uh, we'll tune in around the ring tomorrow. Of course, the puck dropping at six oh seven uh, tomorrow yep. night, and uh, the pregame show and all that on the Home of Economy uh, Network. Thank you, Travis, for joining. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. You got it, man. The great Travis Dunn. Uh, busy, busy man. Good stuff today on the program. Our thanks to Corey Provis, Brad Anderson. Uh, you've got uh, high school tonight. Uh, that should be a, a nice. Oh, it's going to be a really battle, good. Huh? Kindred and Central six Cast? and zero versus five and one. Hello. And uh, yes, there's no love lost there with uh, the Vikings and Squirrels. Wow. Uh, so that and it's be a nice night. And I'm sure it'll be a full house. Looking but, right uh, around a six forty ish on the pre. Yep. yep. A little 7 o'clock tip. 7 o'clock kickoff, kick. yep. Yeah, that's good. Uh, UND football will be with you tomorrow. Our pregame show at 11 a.m. tomorrow for UND and Missouri State at our brother station, KFGO. Uh, Bison homecoming this weekend. Brad, you've got science against Brainerd. Central Lakes. Central Lakes, yep. right? Yep. yep. That's One, a homecoming. One thirty tomorrow for homecoming. Yep. You are going to be full of corsages. Oh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Corey Provis and Travis Dunn. <laughs> Stick around. I don't even know what that means. By the way, they keep those texts coming in. We've we've gotten so many, we, we don't have time to read all those great athletes, but we'll do it again on Monday. All right. Uh, Common Man is next on The Fan.
common man. When the rubber meets the road, when it's gut check time, when it's time to either, you know, put up or shut up and win the game, some guys don't do it. The common man, Dan Cole. Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com.